Welcome to episode 10 of the Princeton Podcast with Mayor Mark Frieda. In this episode, Mark caught up with Adam Welsh, the Executive Director of the Arts Council of Princeton. In addition to describing the variety of programs provided by the Arts Council, as well as his notable work in ceramics, Adam described the Arts Council's collaboration with Princeton University to develop a new format for this year's Communiversity, now entitled April Arts and hosted at dozens of venues throughout Princeton. This is an artfully informative episode, so without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guest, Adam Welsh, for episode 10 of the Princeton Podcast. Adam, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me, Mark. Mayor Mark. There Frida. you go. Sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, you know, Adam, why don't we start off with, uh, could you tell our listeners what, what it is that the uh, Arts Council of Princeton, what, what do they do? Okay. Thank you very much. Um, well, the Arts Council of Princeton has a long and glorious history um, of really building community through the arts. And what I mean by that is... Um, you know, we get out into the community and promote artists, whether it be amateur, professional artists. We serve as a venue for people to display their work, to sell their work. Um, we have a great exhibition space, the Taplin Gallery, where we host roughly about eight exhibitions per year. And we have two other gallery spaces where we also uh, exhibit work. And so these are designed uh, largely for Princeton and uh, New Jersey-based artists so that we really can showcase, quote-unquote, the local. And then, uh, of course, our exhibitions. I mean, of course, our classes as well. So we, we host hundreds of classes throughout the, throughout the year. And really, um, you know, ceramics is really uh, big here, and that's, of course, my focus. And then we have great painting, drawing. We've even offering fly tying classes uh, as of late. DJing and flamenco, we just cover the full breadth of, uh, of the arts. And then in addition to, uh, to the classes, we have a public art initiative, which has really blossomed um, since COVID, even though it predates COVID, uh, with Einstein's brain down at um, down Witherspoon Street, uh, out in front of Avalon. And then, uh, of course, uh, the mural across the way continuum that's on the Terramomo Bread Company. We've uh, done a couple more murals uh, in town, Spring Street, which is a rotating mural. Uh, so every few months we, we paint up a new mural there. Uh, and that started during COVID really as an opportunity to uh, let the community know we're out there, we're creating, and we'll be okay. Uh, Stronger Together was, uh, you know, the first uh, the first edition of that mural, and then sort of playing on that, and as a result of that, you know, we did a we've done a couple murals down at the Princeton Shopping Center, and so public arts becoming, um, you know, more of our public facing activities, and then the soul of what the Arts Council does and has done for uh, the for a long time almost as long as I've been alive, but for a very long time, is our outreach programs. Uh, our, our relationship with, with Homefront, a program called Arts Exchange, uh, started um, uh, just about 30 years ago and uh, is uh, really a great program that brings uh, teens and transitional housing uh, up from Homefront, up to our studios to have a meal, make some art, get some homework help, and, uh, you know, just, you know, get out and have a great time. And uh, that's a really strong program that Ann Reeves and team started, uh, I think, it was, as I mentioned, about 27 years ago. 
And then uh, we have our, our arts, uh, art reach program that uh, happens with the Princeton Young Achievers, which is uh, started as a school district program. And I believe it was 1993 uh, through the, um, through Princeton and then uh, was taken over by the YMCA. And so we, we do a similar project there where we, uh, one day a week, we provide an art experience for uh, those kids um, uh, to, through that program. And then we have uh, Eat and Autism uh, a program, a program for uh, neuroatypical uh, adults and you know various uh, creative aging programs that we do through uh, some of our um, elder care centers around the area. So in a nutshell, right, in a succinct nutshell, which is what I'm known for, my brevity, um, you know, the Arts Council really is just, it's out there. You know, it's, it's, it's not just our building, although I love our building, and it's, it's really a, a nice anchor um, here on the uh, corner of uh, Witherspoon and Paul Robeson Place and, uh, and Green Street. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's also a place where, you know, we get out and we do all these public-facing and, and cultural events. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the, your audience here is, is experienced, uh, many of them, whether it be the Day of the Dead festivities, uh, which just recently happened, um, and that's growing and growing and just an amazing experience. And then we have, uh, you know, formerly Cum University um, pre-pandemic, um, as well as, you know, we have done Bollywood events in the past and we have our sauce for the goose. And very recently, thanks to the municipality, we have a winter village that uh, just experienced its second uh, iteration uh, in December, where we uh, showcase local arts and crafts uh, makers to, uh, you know, set up shop and, in Heinz Plaza and, uh, and sell, their, sell their work. So um, building community through the arts, Mayor. <laughs> There you go. You guys are doing. You guys are doing a lot. You're everywhere. Um, but so, Adam, how how long have you been director now at, at the Arts Council of Princeton? Um, not not surprisingly, not that long. I started in September of 2020, so just about what would it be six months into into uh, the first uh, edition of COVID, um, and it was you know we we were back in session when I began, and um, you know we've been you know, experimenting and, you know, everybody's favorite word, pivoting and just sort of making it happen ever since. So it's been just over a year, about a year and a half now. And, um, you know, I got to say it's, it's um, you know, for as difficult a uh, time as it has been for this country and for the world, it's really been a, an, an amazing opportunity for me. And, um, you know, the community, uh, mayor, council, the uh, Princeton Merchants Association, the businesses have been so supportive of, of my uh, time here and uh, really just reached out, you know, across the internet and um, sometimes reached out across the street and, and just um, has really opened things up for me in the, um, in the town and, and the university too. Princeton uh, University has just um, uh, really been great and supportive. And, and though I've been teaching at the university for 11 years, a lot of people don't know that, um, you know, I've, I've really made some, some great friends, uh, what I, who I consider friends, um, at the university who I never ran across in all those years I've been teaching there. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty fantastic. It's interesting that you mentioned the teaching at the university because, uh, you know, um, I looked you up a little bit. I googled you and saw stuff, and I, I saw that there. So that was one of my questions. So let me let me ask you about that. So what what have you been teaching at the university? And uh, you know, I think that'd be interesting to hear about. Great, great. So I started 
so to take it back a minute, right? So I moved from Brooklyn uh, with my wife uh, and our first child um, to Heightstown, New Jersey. And when I was there, one of my neighbors was like, oh, I saw a job posted on the Princeton website because that person was you know, constantly looking at the university website for employment. And uh, I was like, huh, okay, yeah, ceramics at the university. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. And I sent in an application and, and got a call back almost immediately to teach um, ceramic sculpture. And uh, then chair uh, Joe Scanlon uh, hired me and I've been there ever since. So one time a year, so it's, um, you know, I'm a lecturer there and they offer ceramics once a year and it's typically in the fall. So I just uh, completed my, my semester and it meets uh, one day a week. And we teach, even though I teach ceramic sculpture in theory, uh, really, my focus is um, everyday clay. The idea that clay is everywhere and is in all things, uh, from the most intimate experiences we have, from you know the sink, the ceramic mug, bathroom, bathtub, you know, you name it. And ceramics is a part of our lives. Cosmetics, um, even medicine. So there's just so many. I mean, the 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 shields, the tiles on the um, that coat the space shuttle. Are made with ceramics, so there's um, you know gazillions of of uh, uh, you know opportunities to experience clay and ceramics in our lives, and and uh, you know what I do in this class, even though it's you know designed around art, the idea is you know art is art is everywhere and everyone's an artist uh, to quote voice. Um, it's just it's just uh, you know it's 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 great to be able to 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 get in the class and just really to talk to the students about you know just we talk about daily stuff, you know, and uh, you know I think that's I think that's something that gets lost in all of our theoretical explorations of of the universe and of the mind. Sometimes we we miss the little things like these, you know, basic conversations like we're having here. Yeah. All right. So so I figured out you live in Heightstown. You moved to Heightstown from Brooklyn. So where where'd you grow up? I uh, grew up in Northern Virginia in a town called Burke, which is in Fairfax County. Uh, was there till I was eighteen. So basically lived in the same house. Uh, until I was 18 and moved out. And I, I did what I think most uh, kids do, want to get as far away as I possibly can. So I, uh, <laughs> so I, left, uh, I left Burke Center uh, when I turned 18 and, and traveled uh, across the country in my Volkswagen bus uh, to Oregon and, and took some classes there at uh, Southern Oregon State College, now called Southern Oregon University. And uh, just been sort of jumping around. It's um, it's a little known secret, I think, at this point. But I went to five different colleges before I finally, <laughs> before I finally finished. Um, so ultimately, uh, started in Virginia, landed, um, followed my then girlfriend, now wife, up to uh, Manhattan. Ended up in Brooklyn, and then um, started to expand. You know, the family starts to grow. And, uh, you know, we, we grow and, uh, you know, our, our material possessions grow and our little 400 square foot apartment in Brooklyn, uh, with a kid and, a with a child, young child and, uh, Amelie and a dog just isn't big enough. Interesting. So, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the, the five college plan. I was on the three college plan myself, so, you know, <laughs> I, I, I get it, but you um, relate, you, you have a couple degrees, don't you? So yeah, so I um, my first my first degree uh, is a BFA, a Bachelor's of Fine Arts, which uh, as I'd mentioned, ultimately came from Northern Arizona University, 
And the uh, degree, though it was a BFA, also got a minor in arts education. At um, you know, initially I thought, you know, since I met, since I found ceramics in uh, middle school or tenth grade, I, I think we call that high school in New Jersey. Um, so I, I found it in tenth grade, and it's totally changed my life. And I thought, you know, this is I, you know foolishly maybe, but I thought, okay, so this gave me purpose, gave me drive, gave me focus when nothing else did. And, um, you know, and fortunately I had parents that were accepting of, you know, somebody wants to make pots, right? So it's not every, every parent's dream that their kid will become a potter. Um, and I had parents that were, you know, okay with this. And I thought to myself in, in college, I said, I want to be that person that provides that opportunity, um, you know, to a kid that might be struggling in school or uh, needing to find path, needing to find purpose. So, um, so I minored in in the um, the arts education, and then decided to go to graduate studies uh, because midway through my college career, I started to think, do I re- really want to teach teenagers? Do I really want to be around kids all the time? Uh, so then I started to think about, well, maybe I want to teach college. And so I went to graduate school, got my uh, MFA, my Master's of Fine Arts from Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. And that sort of sums up my, uh, you know, my, my college experiences anyway. There you go. All right. So you're married. You have at least one child. So there's still one or? Two daughters. I have two daughters. Uh, Amelie is my eldest and then Finley. Uh, they both go to school. One's in high school in uh, Heightstown, uh, at Heightstown High School. And the other one is at the um, Roger, uh, Roger, oh my goodness, Roger School. Roger School at, in Heightstown as well. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you know where your children go to school. But anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I hope I can find them when I need to. Yeah. So the Grace Norton Roger School. Um, and uh, so, yeah, my two daughters and uh, my uh, my wife, Rachel, we've been in Heightstown in the house now. I guess we've been here about, uh, been there about 13 years. Yeah. So um, prior to coming to the Arts Council, where were you? What were you doing? Great. So I was for 17 years, I was at a place called Greenwich House Pottery. It's a ceramic uh, school in, in Greenwich Village and um, much, much the same scale and sort of um, breadth as the Arts Council of Princeton's, right? So, you know, the budgets are about the same. The amount of employees are about the, si- the same. Um, and so, but the distinction is, is here, it's all the arts there. It's uh, focused uh, just on ceramics. So I was there, uh, as I had mentioned, 17 years. So I started, I was, you know, in Brooklyn. So I was there for five years while I was in Brooklyn. And then uh, the 12 years uh, commuting from Heightstown. And I was started as a secretary there um, and uh, kind of like a secretary for the students. It was a position we called student liaison. And I did that for a couple of years and then worked my way up to assistant director and then became uh, the director. And I was director there for about 10 years. And uh, it was a great experience being in New York City. You know, it's, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of fun and a lot of uh, a lot of excitement. And it was a really exciting time. Uh, ceramics. Not to bore anybody with the sort of the high art, low art conversation, but ceramics was sort of pretty low in the on the uh, the hierarchy of importance in the art world, and um, really my time in, in New York City really saw the the switch where it sort of became at the height 
of that hierarchy. And that really opened up a lot of opportunities. And I met a lot of great artists. Rick Ritirvani, who uh, did a, uh, pub- we had a public art piece of his here, a flag that we flew uh, over our building. Uh, that's a, been a great, um, a great artist I met, and Tom Sachs and Gata Amera. So I met some really, really great artists uh, there. So it was a really good time to be there. Um, and all the while, um, you know, being at, well, not all the while, but, you know, for 11 of those, I, I guess it was nine and a half of those years, I was all, also at Princeton. So I was, I was uh, you know, teaching there. Uh, so I was having both, both experiences, which is something I quite like having the opportunity to have that academic intellectual life, as well as the sort of administrative, um, you know, problem solving you know, getting into the the thick of it um, experience as well. So it's what I find about teaching, even though it's, you know, teaching ceramics is kind of like a full-time job because you got to deal with the clay and make the glaze and fire the kilns. It's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of um, extracurricular activity. So even though it's, it's juggling what feels like two full-time jobs at times, um, you know, they really complement each other and they really fulfill different aspects of, of, of my life. So that's why I've um, kept up with, with the university uh, simultaneously with this, with, with this job. And, um, and because Princeton University is amazing. It's a great, you know, it's, a, it's also a great place, you know, yeah. and it's a great place to work. It is a great place. So um, rumor has it that some of your artwork has been included in a, in a few different books. So what, what, what's that about? Tell me. Yeah. So, um, so I do make art too. Uh, so that's kind of like a third, you know, a third job, right? Um, so I, I do not only uh, pots and functional pots and make a lot of work uh, and find a lot of fulfillment. I don't mean to disparage one versus the other. Um, so I find a lot of fulfillment in making work and uh, really uh, doing that work for donations, right? So I, I make um, the beer steins for the Papa Beer Garden that uh, that you were uh, that you uh, supported and attended here. And uh, for the uh, Mayday Bowl project that we do, so I, I, I produce a lot of work um, that I can then donate and uh, and it finds a home in the world. So there's something really fulfilling about that. And then I also have a sculptural practice where I make, um, well, I've been making bricks. Uh, I've been making bricks for almost the last 20 years. And I exhibit those bricks in uh, museums or gallery exhibitions. And so the idea is, you know, like, uh, you either get invited or you apply and, uh, or you have, um, or you have a, a curator that selects your work and it might be around a particular theme and it, uh, you know, you put it on display. It's generally up for about a month or so. And, uh, you know, it's around some sort of theme or around uh, a group of artists, uh, that might have, um, uh, sort of some commonality. And, uh, besides exhibiting it, um, at some really great, uh, museums, I've also exhibited twice at the arts council before I, before I be- began here. And that's, was really my introduction to the arts council. So really the, the books, um, the, re- the reproduce, uh, the reproduction of my work, my work in books sometimes has to do with those exhibitions, uh, whether it be a book that the, uh, exhibitions that the museums might, um, want to make as a catalog for it. And I've also been included in a couple um, books that are sort of like surveys of the field, like 
well, here's what's going on uh, right now, and and uh, you know, a, sm- a smattering of artists, sort of scatter shot of, of various artists doing various things, and uh, then I, you know, and then just uh, been in a couple of of collections, and really, uh, a lot of that has to do with. Uh, you know, if, if one writer writes about your work and they see that, then you get invited to this, then you get invited to that. So it sort of, um, you know, it sort of spirals that way. And I, I do a lot of art criticism. So I do a lot of writing myself, or I did a lot of writing myself. I haven't been doing quite as much uh, these days. And so when you write articles, and, uh, you know, that's another way that, uh, you know, people see you and, and start to get interested in ideas. And that's what I love about writing is is just like the the um, the pairing of teaching versus the arts administration, uh, the making versus writing and thinking about arts, right? So it puts my mind in a different place where I can you know think about ideas and uh, what other people are doing and try to try to really understand um, and, and and tease out uh, what it is I, I I think people are trying to accomplish and maybe that helps me understanding a little better what I'm doing as well. So, um, so yeah, the books are, you know, about sculpture and about ceramics and, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's great. You know, it feels, uh, you know, it feels really uh, rewarding and affirming when, uh, when you get reprinted in, in a book or a magazine, um, especially, uh, especially because until recently I didn't sell much of my, <laughs> that many people out there buying bricks. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, if I find people that need, Artistically done bricks. Let me tell you, I'm, Great. I'm telling them about you. Great. But, um, Fantastic. Let me let me let me ask you about an event that's been really big in the community for a long time, and and I think is going to be changing up in the near future. But w- w- what is going to happen with Communiversity in 2022? Great, great. That's a really good question, and it's 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 been on a lot of people's minds. We get a lot of um, a lot of inquiries about what's happening with Communiversity. Um, so you know. With all of the activities that are happening in town uh, in the very near future, everything that's booked up between uh, the Witherspoon Street construction, the Griggs Corner uh, construction, the Graduate Hotel, um, and the um, the uncertainty of our sort of COVID uh, COVID existence, is we've at the Arts Council tried to um, figure out what would be the best way that we could possibly create an opportunity that's along the lines of a community that would be socially distanced more a little uh, more safe and more um you know d- sort of decentered rather than being just all crammed together in one place an opportunity to really engage other aspects of the town uh that don't normally see quite as much um you know sort of arts activity so the idea here that we came up with is april arts and uh, what we're hoping to do, not what we're hoping to do, what we are doing. Um, and really, I should mention, um, even though we've had great conversations <clears throat> with council and, and, and mayor about these activities, really, it was the university and, uh, you know, the Office of uh, Community and Regional Affairs uh, and Kristen Applegate there and Melissa have just been so supportive and, uh, you know, seeing the uh, the loss of what a large-scale community arts event 
uh, meant to the community. And, and as uh, Mayor, you well know, uh, the university has been uh, a part of uh, Communiversity since um, before it even had the name Communiversity. Um, it started as the Art People Party and then uh, slowly in the 80s transitioned to Art People Party, a Communiversity event. And then I think it was 87, it took over the name uh, entirely as Communiversity. So the university has been, you know, a big part of that uh, experience. And, and, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, sort of a town and gown relationship. And so uh, it was really uh, the university that gave us license to really think about how can we reimagine a, a safe and equally building community. And we've come up with this April Arts, and it's going to have a month-long uh, activity, month-long experiences. Uh, one of them is the Princeton Piano Project, where we'll be uh, working with resident artists to paint and decorate these pianos that are um, gently used. And they'll be put around town in various locations where we'll uh, choreograph some concerts as well as, um, you know, allow the town to engage with these public art uh, pieces, sort of interactive public artworks. And they'll be up for the month. And we're going to be uh, promoting. So, you know, there's so even though, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of the Arts Council and all the things we do and we do so many activities. We'll have an exhibition up during the time. Joe Casa will have a painting exhibition. We'll be um, sort of highlighting the Paul Robeson uh, birthday, April 9th. It'll be the 124th year, uh, so the year before the big one. Um, and then uh, various other activities, our open mic, cafe improv, all these uh, various things that we normally do. But we're also going to be promoting as best we can all of the other activities in town. So it'll be just a big whole celebration for the month. Bainbridge House has exhibitions, the, the new, the Princeton University's new uh, art on Holfish uh, Street um, in Palmer Square there uh, that just recently opened. So we'll really be promoting and pushing all of these other activities. Morvan, of course, will have an exhibition up as well. And then it's going to culminate, and this is, this is exciting, it's going to culminate with uh, Princeton Porch Fest. And that's going to be uh, going to that decentralized aspect. That will be uh, concerts uh, set up on porches around town. So we're going to, um, you know, we're, we're selecting now, we're selecting uh, volunteers, people who are volunteering the porches. David from council uh, threw, uh, threw his name into the, into the ring um, during the meeting. So uh, these concerts will be basically four different, uh, five different bands. They'll play 40-minute sets. Uh, from from one to uh, one to six on that Sunday, uh, the day that would traditionally be held for a university, and these concerts will be throughout Princeton and uh, various uh, locations uh, clustered so that you can walk in between. Um, you know, so there will be three or so venues in one particular neighborhood area so that you can walk uh, safely. Right, what we're hoping is people get out and walk, ride their bikes. Um, you know, it's really. Uh, it's really designed to engage, um, you know, all of the residents here, and uh, and that will be taking place. It will kick off uh, at one at noon here at the Arts Council with uh, you know the first concert, and then uh, then disbanding uh, and going off to various locations. and And the idea that we're sort of sort of the the subtext here is come for lunch, stay for the music, stay for dinner, right? And um, you know, one of the things about uh, one of the things about coming university too is right the 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 density of people that come to that town it's just not being you know a, a safe way to approach 
um, you know, approach things right now is it's also a little bit more difficult for the restaurants and some of the businesses to be featured because so many people are here. And so this is an opportunity really for, you know, we feel it's an opportunity to really bring people to town and say, don't forget to go here. Don't forget to go here. Um, you know, and really shop and support all of these businesses that have been so- supporting us for so long. And, uh, you know, really, um, I'm new here, but I'm, I'm, uh, been here long enough to know that all of these businesses in town and all of the residents in town have just, you know, lifted up the arts council for over 50 years, you know, I mean, 1967, September 28th, 1967. So, you know, it's, it's really multiple generations of Princetonians that, um, you know, have lifted us up. So uh, we hope that this is an opportunity to, to give back in a way and, uh, and to also uh, lift up all the, all the residents. So, so that's it. April arts. Which sounds pretty exciting. It should really be a good time. So uh, it, it's great to hear how innovative the arts council can be. And it's great also to hear about the university's support so that you can make the transition from community university to this other event. Um, let me, let me ask you one final question, which, I, which I think is probably important. How can the community best support the Arts Council of Princeton? What should all of us as residents do to help you? Well, um, that is a great question. And, uh, you know, it's a humbling question at the same time. Um, as I just, on the, on the tail of what I was just saying is, you know, we've had so many years of great support. And, um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, we rely so much on on fun uh, on funding uh, through donations through the fundraisers. Um, you know, money is always uh, one of those things in the in the background where we do what we do and we make art, but we we don't often think about well somebody's somebody's paying for this. You know, we have the classes, but really it's the f- the fundraisers um, that really drive our ability to do the outreach programs, to do all of the free programming that we do here in town, all the free um, co- uh, community and cultural events we do. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know, through uh, phil- uh, philanthropic uh, means, but also coming out and attending the events, right? Uh, we want, you know, we, we love to have people join in uh, with these activities. And, and really, as I've, I've said, not on this po- podcast, but I say sort of over and over again is, is uh, you know, I've made my life in the arts and, and I find that, you know, I fully subscribe and believe in, in what I call the sort of transformative power of art. And I think that uh, art has the, tra- the ability uh, to change the way we see the world and to change the way we, we live in the world um, on, in subtle ways and monumental ways, you know, monumental for me and subtle for others. And I think that, you know, what we want to do, and this is the idea of this building community, right, is what we want to do is we want to share um, that power with everyone, right? And we want to uh, be able to give everyone, as many as we can, the opportunity to, to experience what the arts can do, whether it be making in one of our classes or at a workshop or attending one of our events or the culture activities. So just coming out, you know, of course, philanthropically, yes, that's important. We got we to gotta stay open. But coming out and supporting the events and attending the events is, is another, great, uh, another great way to, uh, to do that. And we, we also, you know, with April Arts, um, if we're going to talk about something that's coming up, you know, right around the corner is, you know, of course, there's sponsorship opportunities and all the local businesses have been really great over the years with uh, sponsorships and Bloomberg and various corporations around town. 
Um, but come out to the concerts, volunteer your porch, um, you know, come out and, and uh, you know, so by supporting the events and supporting, you know, the people that support us, there's, there's, there's nothing more I can ask for. And, um, and we also, we appreciate everyone's patience and, uh, and the graciousness of the town. I know, you know, um, we love to do the murals on Spring Street and, you know, we fund that internally, right? So our classes help fund that. It's not something we get a lot of uh, sponsorship for. So, you know, thank, thank everyone for coming by and saying, Hey, we love what you're doing. We love this mural. And, um, you know, just, you know, engaging with us, you know, I, I know artists can be, uh, artists can be strange people, but we love it when, uh, everybody sh shares their strangeness. You know, we're all strange in our own way. Right. So, uh, we, so that's the biggest thing is, is, you know, building community through the arts doesn't work if there's no community. Right. Well, Adam, look, I, I think the arts council does a great job. You do a great job. Uh, I'm very happy that you were able to find some time to join us today. So a, a big thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me and uh, for everything you all do. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for episode 10 of the Princeton Podcast, produced as a community service by HG Media, providing audio, video, and website design services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.